0: Welcome to Scotland's Coefficient Podcast, the podcast about Scottish football teams in European competition. It's fine, you know why? Because I still get fucking paid, mate. Fifteen hundred dollars a day, Welcome to the new season of Scotland's Coefficient Podcast. This is episode 2, which is titled Finances, the 12 SPFL Club's European Income for 2023-24. My thanks go to the guy that works for Qatar Gas for introducing the podcast. Thanks for that mate, and hopefully you eventually got back to Qatar. My man. So my name is Gavin, and I run the Scotland's Coefficient Twitter page, at Scotland's cof one currently with 18,000 followers. Every Sunday on the Twitter page I'll post a plan of what's coming for the following week and if there's going to be a podcast I'll mention it on the post. It's an international break week and on the Twitter page this week there is a competition to win two official Scotland v England gold plated match coins ahead of the 150th anniversary match on Tuesday the 12th of September. So please go onto the page and retweet the competition and follow Zenith Coins to enter. The competition closes this Monday the 11th at 5pm. But anyway, let's get started. This week's episode is a breakdown of the finances that our 12 SPFL clubs can expect to earn from European football this season. So I'll start with the obvious question that most of you will have. Why is this staff day saying 12 clubs when we only had 5 in Europe? The reason for that is simple. Solidarity payments. So UEFA expects 3.5 billion euros worth of revenue across the three tournaments this season. All the prize money figures are released at the start of the season and they're in euros. So for ease, I'll mainly talk about the figures in euros throughout the episode. 4% of that 3.5 billion gets paid as solidarity payments. This is basically money to the UEFA clubs that aren't participating in UEFA competition group stages and so they are not getting a piece of that massive pie. On the face of it, you'd think 4% isn't that much and it's almost a token gesture but actually, 4% of £3.5 is is £140 million. So the crumbs left over for everyone else that isn't in the group stages are still quite tasty. And also, this week... UEFA have announced that these solidarity payments will actually increase next season at the beginning of the 2024-25 season. Additionally, if there's any surplus revenue, that is, if UEFA ends up making more than the projected £3.5 billion, then the solidarity payments will increase slightly too. Unlike the group stage money, which the clubs are receiving this month and then they receive their performance based money throughout the season, the solidarity payments aren't paid until the end of the season. Our top clubs doing well in Europe improves the chances of other teams doing well. For example, the Scottish Cup winners are now guaranteed group stage football due to the high coefficient following a few years of good performance by Celtic and especially by Rangers. Solidarity payments is another aspect where it is good for all the clubs if our top teams do well in Europe. So the 140 million solidarity payments I spoke of, they're split 80%, 20%. 80% to the nations that do have a team in the Champions League group stages and 20% to the teams that don't have a team in the Champions League. So what that means is that as our champions, Celtic, are in the Champions League groups, Scotland is one of the 15 countries that does have a team in the Champions League group, and so we get our part of the 80% slice of the pie, rather than just the 20% if we had no teams in the Champions League. So the actual cash figures then. The countries that don't have a team in the Champions League, they'll only receive about €700,000 in solidarity payments. Whereas the countries that do, which includes Scotland, will receive about 7 million euros in solidarity payments. That's 10 times as much. And so although having a team in the Champions League could be perceived as bad for the other clubs in the league because Celtic pull another 30 million euros ahead of everyone else, it can also be viewed as good for them in terms of the actual cash that they will receive through solidarity payments at the end of the year because they receive 10 times as much compared to us not having anyone in the Champions League. Especially when you consider the Scottish TV deal is only worth about £29 million a season, an extra €7 million is quite significant. The £7 is only split between the clubs that don't make it into the group stages, so Celtic, Rangers and Aberdeen won't receive anything from solidarity payments because they already receive millions through the group stages. So I'm going to assume here that the SPFL just divvy up the funds to the Premiership clubs and they don't go any lower in the pyramid. In that case, it would be split evenly between the other nine clubs that are not in group stage football this season. And that works out at about €800,000 Euros per club. UEFA mandates that the money has to be spent on what is viewed as positive initiatives such as youth development, grassroots football, community programmes, things like that. So don't expect your club to be signing a new striker for eight hundred grand, but absolutely the money will help with the financing and development of your club. So to summarise, through UEFA Solidarity payments, which are 10 times as much when we have a team in the Champions League, we can expect to see the SPFL sharing around 7 million euros between the 9 clubs at the end of the season, which is around 800,000 euros per club. So for 7 of our clubs, that's all that they will receive this season. I'll now work through the 5 clubs that were in Europe this season and talk about them in turn. I'll start with the two teams that have unfortunately dropped out of Europe, Hibs and Hearts. As neither of them made the group stages, they are included in the share of solidarity payments, so they'll both receive the roughly €800,000 that everyone in the league except Rangers, Celtic and Aberdeen will receive. But as mentioned, that needs to be spent on stuff like youth development and community programmes, so I'm going to consider it separately from the actual UEFA prize money that they'll both receive to spend as they please. UEFA sets aside roughly 3% of the overall income to be distributed to the clubs that competed in qualifying but didn't reach the group stages. Again, 3% is a small number, but of 3.5 billion, it's roughly 105 million euros. So I'll discuss how much of this Hibs and Hearts will receive. Hearts. So you receive 100,000 euros for each round of conference qualifying that you play in. So by beating Rosenberg, Hearts ensured that they would play two rounds, and so they received €200,000 for that. There's also a payment depending on what round you get eliminated in. With a higher payment, the further you go. So by reaching the last qualifying round, the playoff round, Hearts received the highest payment, which is €750,000. Add that to the €200,000 that they get per round, and now we're at €950,000. They will also receive TV income for the rights to their two home games that they sold in qualifying. This won't be much, but it will be enough to push them over the 1 million euros mark. Then you have ticket sales. So two additional European home games, both 18,000 sellouts at Tynecastle. It's hard to know the gate receipts for these games as you have adult tickets but also concessions available. But even at an average price of only £15 per ticket, they'd have brought in an extra half a million quid in revenue. So it's safe to say that by finishing fourth last season and entering Europe, Hearts increased the revenue by at least 1.5 million euros this season. There's costs involved in playing in Europe, so stewarding costs for hosting the games and things like travel and accommodation for the squad. So it's not all profit, but it's definitely all additional revenue. Last season, Anne Budge stated that by reaching the conference groups and winning two games, Hearts increased the revenue by £5 million, and from that, about £3 million was profit, which is about 60%. Obviously, it's a much-reduced figure this year because they didn't reach the groups, but still, over a million quid of unbudgeted revenue is huge for a Scottish club. Hearts will be wanting to go all out to try and win the Scottish Cup this season to guarantee themselves group stage football next year so that they don't have the difficult task of qualifiers to try and navigate again next time. Of course, they'll also want to finish third too because if one of the top two wins the Scottish Cup then it's third place that is guaranteed the group stage football instead of the Cup winners. On to Hibs now. So their prize money will be much the same as Hearts, although as they finished fifth, they had an extra qualifying round to navigate, and so an extra €100,000. That meant they played in three rounds, and so received €300,000 for that, plus they also reached the furthest qualifying round, the playoff round, so received the top payment of €750,000 for being eliminated in that round. That takes them to over a €1,000,000 in UEFA prize money. And like Hearts, Hibs will receive some TV money for the selling of their rights to their home games. It won't be that much, but in Scottish football, every pound is a prisoner. Hibs had 45,000 fans in the stadium across their three extra home games, and so they'll have had ticket sales of probably over half a million quid. So like Hearts, their European campaign will have banked them over 1.5-1.6 million euros in extra revenue. So unfortunately the wait for the lucrative group stages goes on for Hibs and like Hearts, they'll want to try and get in the position of having guaranteed group stage football next season or if not they'd at least want to make the qualifiers again and pray for an easier draw than the tournament favourites next time out. On to the three teams that are in the group stages starting with Aberdeen. They missed out on what would have been over 5 million euros in the Europa League group stages but dropping into the Conference League means they'll still make the most prize money this season out of any of the clubs outside of the old firm, even if they got relegated. The three group stage guaranteed payments are currently based on three factors. The starting payment, the coefficient payment and the market pool. The starting payment is the same for all clubs in each of the competitions. In the Conference League, it's just under €3 million per club. The coefficient payment is based on each club's 10-year coefficient. The clubs are ranked from 1 to 32 based on this, with each of the 32 shares worth €44,500. Euros. Therefore, the team with the lowest 10-year coefficient will only receive one 44 grand coefficient payment, but the team with the best 10-year coefficient will receive 32 shares of forty-four euros which is €1.42 million. Euros. To highlight the massive disparity in Champions League revenue compared to Conference League revenue, the number one team in the Champions League on 10 year coefficient is Real Madrid, and so they'll receive 36 million euros through coefficient payment alone, compared to just under 1.5 million for the top Conference League team. Aberdeen received nine shares, and so their coefficient payment is 400 grand. That takes their guaranteed starting income to €3.3 million. The last part of Aberdeen's guaranteed starting income is the TV market pool. So this is split between the countries based on the proportional value of their league's TV market. So for example, English clubs will receive a much higher market pool than Scottish clubs. Also, as Scotland is part of the English League for TV deal purposes, it's hard to ascertain exactly what Aberdeen will receive because they receive a split of the UK pool. The good news for them is that they are the only Scottish club in the Conference League and so they take 100% of the Scottish market pool for that tournament and don't need to share it with any other clubs. The total market pool is worth about the same as the total coefficient payment. So an educated guess would say that Aberdeen will receive roughly the same market pool payment as they did coefficient payment. So I would guess at about another four hundred thousand euros. So if that is correct, Aberdeen are guaranteed around three point seven million euros before any of the group games. On to ticket sales now, and including the playoff round, they will have four twenty thousand sellouts at Pittodrie. At a conservative fifteen pounds average ticket price. That's over 1.2 million pounds in additional matchday revenue, keeping in the same currency, that's about 1.4 million euros. So that takes Aberdeen to over 5 million euros in additional revenue this season. Now on to the hardest revenue to actually obtain, because it's not guaranteed. This is the prize money for points earned in the group stage. Each win in the Conference League is worth 500,000 euros, and each draw is worth 166,000 euros. If Aberdeen can manage the same as Hearts managed last season, and I'm predicting they will, and that's achieving 2 wins, then that would be an extra €1 million in prize money. That then takes them to about €6 million in overall prize money, which is broadly the same as the £5 million which Hearts declared last season. If Aberdeen had a truly remarkable season, and I hope that they do, and they won more than the two games that I've predicted then the prize money goes up and up, and then there's another bonus payment for finishing first or second in the group. I won't go to detail on that now as I do think it'd be a massive ask for Aberdeen, but I've detailed it on the Twitter page if you are interested in the specific figures. Although Aberdeen haven't started great domestically, They've invested well in the squad this season, so if they can turn it round and have another good season domestically, get themselves guaranteed group stage football, then next season really would start to cement their status as the third force in Scotland, especially financially. Hearts and Hibs will obviously have something to say about that, and judging by early results this season, so will Motherwell and St Mirren. On to Rangers now, who missed out on a humongous €25 million or more, by losing their playoff round to PSV. However, their drop to the Europa League will still provide them revenue in the tens of millions. So first of all, I'll quickly describe where that 25 million would have came from in the Champions League, as I've seen a few posts online with people saying it would only have been 15 million if they made the Champions League. So as previously explained, the guaranteed prize money in each competition is currently made up of three parts, the starting payment, the coefficient payment, and the market pool. In the Champions League, the starting payment is €15.64 million per club and that's where people are getting the 15 million from. However, that's only one part of it. The other two parts are the coefficient payment and the market pool. Each of the 32 teams are ranked based on 10-year coefficient payment and each ranking equals an extra share of €1.1 million. Rangers would have earned about 7 shares, so worth about 8 million euros, which would have taken their guaranteed starting income to 23.6 million euros. The 8 million they would have received is a massive increase on last season, where they only earned 2 shares worth about 2 million because their 10 year coefficient is improving every year. As Rangers were out of Europe for five years, each season that passes over the coming years, Rangers are dropping off a season worth zero coefficient points and replacing it with however they do in the current seasons. Therefore, their 10-year coefficient will be rising considerably each year over the next four seasons. Therefore, this guaranteed starting payment for Rangers will be worth more and more each season, and so the Champions League becomes more and more financially attractive. I've had to add a line in here to say that literally this week UEFA has announced that they are reducing the impact of the 10 year coefficient and instead offering a higher starting payment and more money for the wins in the Champions League. So on to the last of the 3 parts of the guaranteed income they would have made in the Champions League which is their split of Scotland's market pool. Again with Scotland taking a percentage of the UK market it's hard to find exact figures for this but they would have had to have a 55-45 split with Celtic and Celtic would have got the 55% as they are champions. It would have been comfortably worth more than €1.5 million Euros, but probably more like 3 or €4 million. Euros. Instead, the whole 100% goes to Celtic. Unfortunately for Rangers accountants, but potentially, fortunately for Scotland's coefficient, based on their campaign in the Champions League last season, Rangers have instead dropped into the Europa League. This will be worth around 13 million euros before the group start, which is 12 to 13 million euros less than they would have got in the Champions League. This is broken down into the 5 million euros payment that they get for losing the Champions League playoff, plus the aforementioned three parts again. Firstly, The Europa League starting payment of 3.6 million euros, which is considerably less than the 15.6 million starting in the Champions League. As for the Europa League 10-year coefficient payment, each share is worth 132 grand. Rangers received an impressive 22 shares with only 10 teams ranked higher than them in 10-year coefficient in the Europa League. So this aspect was worth nearly 3 million euros to Rangers. This, added to their starting fee and the 5 million Champions League playoff losing fee, takes their starting payment to around 11.6 million euros. Lastly, they have the TV market pool. As Aberdeen didn't reach the Europa League, Rangers take 100% of the Scottish share of the UK market in the Europa League. This is believed to be around 1 to 2 million euros. Therefore, before a group stage ball is kicked, Rangers will have banked somewhere between 13 and 14 million euros. On to ticket sales, and including the qualifying rounds, Rangers will have five 50,000 sold out home ties. At a low end average ticket price of £25, that's another £6 million in extra revenue. I understand that Rangers group stage tickets will be about £40 a match for adults. However, there are concession tickets available and their qualifying rounds were priced at £27 and then £35 for adults. So it's hard to pick an average ticket price across the five games. I feel at £25 average, I've erred on the lower end and keeping it in the same currency, it'll likely be more than €7 million in ticket sales, but again, it could be higher if I've gone too low. That takes our expected Europa League earnings to 20 million euros before we move on to the hardest revenue stream to achieve. That is the prize money for group stage performance. Although it's difficult, this should be much more achievable for Rangers, especially given their fantastic recent history in this competition. In the Europa League, a win is worth 630,000 euros and a draw is worth 210,000. There's extra prize money available for finishing in any of the top three places as well, and it increases if they get past the knockout rounds into the last 16. I won't go into the exact detail for this here, but I have done so on the Twitter page if you're interested. At over 600 grand for a win and 200 grand for a draw, with bonus money available for qualifying, I think it's very reasonable to assume Rangers will bank at least an extra 2 million euros in performance-based prize money. Add that to their estimated 7 million ticket revenue and their 13 million guaranteed income, they should comfortably clear the 20 million euros mark in extra revenue. Compared to the over 30 million that they'd have made in the Champions League based on the starting payment and ticket sales, it's still a big loss, but they're still light years ahead of everyone else in the league except Celtic. Lastly, it's on to the Champions and the richest club in Scotland by some distance. Celtic haven't even had to play a European game, and they already know they'll earn over 30 million euros from Champions League participation. As earlier discussed, the starting fee in the Champions League is 15.6 million euros, and their 10-year coefficient payment is 9 shares of 1.1 million. That's around 10 million euros, and as Rangers fail to qualify, they take 100% of the Scottish portion of the UK TV market pool. This will be anywhere between 5 million and a massive 8 million euros. Taking the lower of the two figures, then that means Celtic start on at least 31 million euros but it's likely higher. On to ticket revenue and Celtic will have at least three sixty thousand sellouts. Their three match package is forty six pounds per game with concessions available. So at a conservative average ticket price of thirty five pounds. That's an additional nearly five and a half million quid in revenue, six and a half million in euros. That takes them to over 37 million euros before any prize money is awarded. As shown last year, it's very hard to win points in the Champions League. Celtic won a domestic treble, but still struggled badly in Europe again, amassing only two points. Assuming improvement this year and with a win worth nearly €3 million and a draw worth nearly €1 there's a good chance Celtic will make another 4 to million or more in performance-based prize money. That takes them way over the €40 million mark. I won't go into the detail on the money for finishing in the top three in the group, but I've done that in the charts that I've put on Twitter if you're interested in the detail. However, all I'll add in is if Celtic did the unthinkable and finished second in the group, then they'd bank over €50 million from three games of football. It's eye-watering sums and it just highlights how much money is at stake in European football. UEFA are changing the distribution of the money next season, with all clubs' starting payments increasing. They're also projecting that the new league tournament that starts next year to be worth 40-50% to more in revenue. So these eye-watering figures in Scottish football terms are only going to get bigger each year. In fact, I did a post on Twitter earlier this week explaining why I think that this season's champions will start on at least 37 million euros rather than the 31 million before you take into account any tickets or any performance-based money. It makes every league title in Scotland, while we still have guaranteed group stage entry, incredibly important. If there was any foreign investors looking to pump millions into a football club, then there's every chance if they bought a Scottish club, won the league and got into the Champions League, they'd make their investment back within a season or two. So that brings me on to the last point, which is to tell you what the next episode of the podcast will be. It'll be an explanation of how the new tournaments work next season. This is the last year of the group stages as we know them and it's the last year of the drop-downs for finishing third in the Champions League or Europa League. That's all gone at the end of this season. Next season, all three tournaments are a 36-team league, with eight games in the Champions and Europa League and six games in the Conference League. It'll be a massive change and it'll see the clubs playing against eight different opponents each year compared to just three currently. The great news for Scottish Club in the Champions League and Europa League is that you'll play two teams from each pot. That means that even as a pot four team, you'll be drawn against two fellow pot four teams, which are very winnable ties. I'll release that podcast in a week or two, so please make sure to turn on notifications to the Twitter page and to the podcast so that you get notified when it's released. So that's the European finances explained as best I can. If there's anything unclear or you have any questions or you spot any mistakes I've made, then please drop me a comment or a message on Twitter and I'll get back to you that day if I can. Obviously, all the work that I put in on the Twitter page and onto the podcast takes a lot of time and effort. So if you'd like to support me in my efforts to keep the page and podcast going, then please do. As a thank you for the work that I do, you can chuck me the price of a cup of coffee through the Ko-fi donation page. The link will be in the podcast description and it's also in the link tree on my Twitter page. I massively appreciate any tips that I receive and they encourage me to keep the work going. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe to the podcast and leave a 5 star rating. This apparently helps share the podcast to new listeners. Similarly... The page is now across all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, and the links to these are in the Twitter page link tree. So please follow all the social media accounts and share the posts with your mates. Thank you very much for listening to me. I hope you've enjoyed it. Look after yourself and up to the coefficient. Thanks for listening to Scotland's Coefficient Podcast. The podcast about Scotland's football teams in European competition. Join us next time for more detailed analysis and all things Scotland's coefficients.